Thank you for tuning in once again to the Ramily Matters podcast, the official podcast of the Riverview Garden School District. I'm the Executive Director of Communications, Ishmael Sistrunk, and with me today, I have our first scholar guest of the episode, uh, a Riverview Gardens High School scholar, an esteemed scholar, <laughs> a uh, student representative on the Special Administrative Board, uh, an athlete, Yes. Uh, an aspiring politician, all of the above, Miss uh, Precious Berry. Precious, hi. welcome to the show. Thank you. It is an honor. Again, it is an honor to be on a platform where just young voices can be heard too as well and to see what all our district has to offer and seeing so many positions that you may have on this podcast. So like we're a new view on the horizon. So we have so much coming in store this school year in the district on for it. So it's just an honor to be on the podcast. See, Precious is coming for my job already. <laughs> Doing it better than me. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Precious. Again, you're Riverview Gardens High School Scholar. You're heavily involved in the community and yes. uh, advocating for students and civil rights and things like that. But in your own words, who is Precious Berry? So who is Precious Berry? <laughs> yes, I am a senior now at Review Gardens High School. I've been in the district for, yeah, tw- uh, incoming 12 years now since I was in kindergarten. My elementary school was LeMasters. My middle school was Westview. And, of course, the high school is here. So, yes, I'm 17 years old. Um you know, I'm an activist, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a public speaker. I started off my political journey, I would say, with attending our school meetings, you know, that we would have after school. It was the parent council meetings, it was the students' bingo games, anything that the district had to offer that I could step in and just have a voice for our district and be having a voice for our young people in our community. I did everything. I think I started off my sophomore year because I know you guys were like, this was this like senior, no, this was a sophomore at Riverview Gardens High School trying to, you know, come on, a, you know, you guys' meetings and such forth. So it was just an honor just to, you know, implement my voice. And also it was during the summer of 2020, and the hashtag Juneteenth was trending. Of course, the George Floyd movement happened around that time. And when I saw that hashtag Juneteenth was trending, I didn't know what Juneteenth was. In past previous years, I was doing, of course, those historic um, events with National History Day. I was doing, I was learning more about, you know, womenism with Shirley Chisholm. I thought I knew about my history. So when that hashtag Juneteenth came up, I was like, wait. If I don't know about my ancestors, then, of course, my peers may not know about their ancestors and what happened. So I started to educate myself. And not only educate myself, I started my little small organization in Passion Youth where I would join different workshops. I would have any young person that I could touch, even if it was going through my Instagram DMs or just Facebook, whoever I saw in the community, I would grasp onto them like, hey, you need to learn about this. What can I do to help support you? We can go get some books. You know, I would order a lot of books off Amazon and just to educate myself and pass them on to others if they wanted to. So, um... During that time, I wanted to see how could I help at being such a young age be beneficial in my society. So I would reach out to certain politicians. You know, they were probably like, who is this young girl? Like, (laughs) wanted to know more about what they're doing. So 
you know, I started off with education equity. You know, since I wasn't getting that historic moment in school and learning more about my history, I had to stay out of the history books and actually do my own research. And that's what we see in society now that, you know, which we have to do sometimes to do our own research to figure out the things that we want to see. And, you know, I would reach out to our congresswoman. I would reach out to our um, state reps. You know, I learned more about those people as I kept going. And, you know, I always told myself at a young age, I want to become an African-American professor. I want to help out with laws. I want to help out with this. And I was like, wait, how can I help out with laws as being this? Why not just become a politician? You know, so I really started to educate myself. And from there, I progressed. It was so crazy. I interviewed um, the year later. No, let me go back. Um, I believe it's service is the rent that you pay on this earth, and that's coming from the late great Shirley Chisholm. I will always try to volunteer at every community event that I saw, or, you know, people kept seeing me, and I will always use that as a multitask when I was there to network, too. So as if I was passing out pamphlets, I was like, hey, I'm an upcoming activist. I'm an upcoming entrepreneur. You know, I want to become a politician when I get older. And people will literally, and I would just tell them, like, what got me to where I am now, and they would just be so surprised and shocked. So, yeah, you know, from there, years, I say two years now, I would never think I would be speaking at NAACP dinners, being Congresswoman Corey Bush's youth outreach coordinator for her campaign. Um, the board, I'm on the board now for St. Louis County Council um, on the Youth Advisory Board, the Youth Advisory Board for Senator Brian Williams, um, the Board of Education as a student representative for Review Garden School District, you know, which that is an honor because not only that I can implement my voice, but I can show my community like, hey, Riverview cares about their scholars and they care about the voices of their scholars. So, you know, if I could just grasp onto that because I think we need to break our stigmas on how our school district is looked upon and know that we actually have a lot of bright and amazing scholars here. But again, we just have to come up and see who our scholars are, talk to our scholars and see what do they need. So just being an advocate for my scholars. Yeah. And so if if scholars are listening, if I'm a scholar right now and like what type of advice would you give on how they can get involved? Because a lot of times people want to help, they want to advocate, but they may be a little hesitant. And they may right. look at, okay, Precious Berry, she's, you know, out here with the St. Louis County prosecutor, Wesley Bell. She's out here with um, Representative Cory Bush. She's out here with, you know, all of these big wigs. Right. I can't be at that level. So how do you recommend that they get a start? I would say first, educate yourself. Because if you don't know how to educate yourself, you don't know what to go forward with or who to talk to specifically. If it's a certain a bill, education bill, hey, is there any education people on the education committee in Jefferson City, you know, with your state reps? And also talk to your teachers. I believe in networking is amazing in our you know, in anybody in anywhere. Hey, your teach you never know who your teacher or your principal or your nurse or just anyone may be connected to. So I advise you to reach out and share your ideas and share your stories because you never know who can be inspired by your story such at a young age because also as young people I believe that we should be a part of the decision making process and that our voices should be implicated everywhere that we go because we also have to break those stigmas on how we're seeing the show that we actually have youth out here that wants to do the work and that cares because us Gen Zers right now we're we're the literally we're the ground-baking pe people right now that want to help out in our society. And so it's just all about the implementation of your voice. And never 
think that your question may be too dumb or never think that your question may not be answered because it's always someone out there who's one of willing to hear your question and willing to help you and lead you in the right direction. And so, like, what type of roadblocks or challenges or maybe just things yeah. that you didn't expect in your journey, you know, to become this uh, this advocate, a public speaker, mm-hmm. uh, just what are some, some challenges that you've come up in? Uh, how did you face those? I think the biggest challenge was probably that double handicap of being both young and female. You know, once a young person approaches a, a politician or a young person approaches a big community member or a leader, you know, they may not always take you serious, but you also have to show, hey, I have this resume. I have this background. As you can see, I'm knowledgeable about what's going on. I care about my community. You know, take away the stereotypes. Take away the stigmas. I am here because I want to help out be beneficial for my community. And, you know, that's what I've had seen. And, of course, I had a lot of turnoffs. You know, people would, you know, not answer back to my emails, not answer back to my texts, which is okay because that's life. You know, but sometimes that you have to have those challenges because you can't grow from those challenges, you know. So if I didn't get that email back, I wouldn't discourage myself. I would say, what can I do better to help out to probably get this voice? Or or was I really meant to be in that position with that specific person? Because everything does happen for a reason. So that was probably the biggest setback and challenges that I had. And I was always big with my voice, too. And um, I also can relate it back to the young community that – I learned to know my audience. Um, It was actually Prosecutor Wesley Bell. We were out in Tulsa. And we were um, visiting um, Black Wall Street. He, we have a, it's an organization that's called Humanity in the Middle. Co-founders are um, Reverend Charlene Hughes, Captain Clay Farmer, and Prosecutor Wesley Bell, where they take 15 to 30 scholars to an all-expense-paid trip to a black historic site or HBCU. They take them all because we want to learn how to bridge the gap between community and law enforcement. So we were out in Tulsa, and I was sitting at the table with him. We were having, um, it was a big table we were having. And we were going to um, lunch and he was telling me, he was like, you have to know your audience because as I was shifting into politics and, you know, reading the things that I would read online, my vocabulary started to speak like that. I would start saying big words and, you know, young people can take that offensive like, hey, you're trying to outsmart me and you're trying to do this. I'm like, no, it's like, so I had that conversation with him and he always taught me to know my audience. And I really took that heavy because I was like, hmm, I have to know my audience because I don't want people, young people to be intimidated by me or take me too serious because at the end of the day, I'm still a child. At the end of the day, I'm still a young person. And at the end of the day, my voice still matters, but your voice still matters too as well. And also just listening with an intent to understand and reply. So that was, I think, the biggest setbacks that I'm still learning to this day. Also, one of those things is just learning who my audience is. And when I'm speaking to young people, sometimes you have to speak at a level where they can understand you. Sometimes you can't overwork. You say big vocabulary words because you may not know if they can understand you or not. So that's yeah that's that's an important that's a really important uh lesson and it's one i didn't learn until well into my adulthood Uh, i was an english major and i'm a communications guy and so uh, i guess my vocabulary can probably be advanced to some (laughs) and so some people would say 
you know, why are you using these big words? And that's just the word that comes up in my mind. But like you said, it's important to know the audience because, you know, anytime when you're dealing with communication, there's like three important parts. You want to send the message. You want to make sure the message is received, but you also have to make sure that the message is understood right. or that it, you know, the people comprehend what you're doing. And so right. just because you tell somebody something and they hear you, it, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean, mean they understand you. Yes. So that's, um, you learning that at a very young yeah, age. And I'm that's still awesome. learning. You know, I try not to be the smartest person in the room. I try to surround myself with a lot of mentors and a lot of people that I can grow and just be motiva- motivated from. So, yeah, you know, when someone, like, checks me like that on the spot, I'm already like, okay, thank you for telling me because I don't want to shun away from not trying to learn more about myself or learn or learn about how can I improve myself. Right. So, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you got to learn. It's not <laughs> a loss, learn. it's a lesson. Grow through um, what you go through. <laughs> talk a little bit about the school and uh, activism balance or, you know, you're in a lot of activities. (laughs) And so, you know, every time I look up, I see Precious Berry. I know that you are, as we're podcasting, you're preparing to give uh, MLK speech and uh, we can go into that. But (laughs) uh, you're in all of these meetings, you're on all of these advisory councils, you know, you're out with different politicians and community leaders. How did you balance that with being, a student, being a scholar, and also you've been involved right. with basketball, with volleyball. <laughs> um, yeah. So how do you balance all that? Whew, that's one of the other challenges <laughs> that I still work through to this day. Um, what I've learned is to learn how to say no and have boundaries, you know, which, you know, I'm saying this now, but I'm really teaching myself this because it was, it was I would say, a lot during my junior year, you know, my sophomore year, I kind of got involved a little bit. You know, I was getting into the gist of everything. In my junior year, it was people just contacting me, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? I want you here. I need you to speak. I need you. And it's just like, I would do it because I had a fear of failure. And that fear of failure can really take you a long way because you never know if you miss out on that right opportunity. But then I had to bridge the gap between that and say, like, hey, Everything is meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, if it's really meant to be, it will come back around. So with that mindset and, of course, having those mentors around that will say, Precious, take time for yourself, self-care, you know, I have to really sink in all of that. And, you know, my senior year, you know, with college, getting accepted into Howard, getting accepted into 25 schools so far, you know, you have to do the – um college uh, scholarship essays, you know, managing, I take AP government, you know, managing all my journalism classes and everything that I'm doing, I had to figure out what is really important and is my education. So half of the things I've done my junior year, I had to take it off, you know, and do what's very important because those opportunities are going to still be there when I graduate from high school if I keep continuing to be on the path that I'm on. So I'm still involved in a lot of things, but I've got it to where so I can manage all three and not be so, so stressed in the year I was before. So it's all about having those boundaries and learning how to take time for yourself. Like, I don't know if you know this show called Abbott Elementary. Like, that is my favorite TV. (laughs) That's my favorite TV show. So... 
you know, during the night, you know, I try to turn my phone off, turn my iPad off, turn my computer off. And, you know, it's me. It's my time. You know, I watch TV. I try to make sure I, you know, I watch the news a lot. But, you know, I try to make sure I shun away from those things to keep the humanity part in me. So, you know, that's my time at night. It's peaceful. I don't have people blowing up my phone, asking me to do something. But, you know, that's very important. So I try to have, I'm not an adult, but I try to think about my future a lot. So I try to have some of that mindset. And I watch a lot of motivational speeches, and I kind of grasp on from certain speeches that I hear. So it's a lot, but, you know, I'm still working on it. But, you know, I I feel that I got better from the year before. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you think the future holds in terms of, so you're looking at colleges, yes. <laughs> um, you have a, a dream college or a place that you want to go if you want to share that, and yeah. even beyond college, like what's your ultimate goal? Do we, do we want to see President Precious Berry, <laughs> Speaker of the House Precious Berry? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what's your ultimate goal? Um, so, of course, college, you know, you got to start from the bottom, work your way up. You know, I really want to go to Howard. I got accepted into Howard. But again, Congratulations. It's, thank you. So it's all about it doesn't matter if you can't, if you go, as long as you can afford it. So, you know, of course, those scholarships. So just praying that those scholarships will cover my tuition. So I'm doing that um, just constantly. Um you know, I'm got to step into the political science program, pre-law, on a lot of pre-law. So I'll be going to law school. Um. Political P, you know. Political P. <laughs> yeah, I want to run for a state representative or hopefully mayor, you know. So I have to work my way up. I want to know who my constituents is. I want to know what does my community needs and how can I be a support to them. You know, I believe that humanity is big in our democracy. I believe in that putting people over politics because we see that people put politics over people. And I really want to get to that gesture of, hey, what does my community need? And how can I be a beneficial help? I don't want to be a tokenism. I don't want to be a black woman trying to represent a certain party that's not right. So, you know, I just want to be a person of interest to help out in my community and just being an advocate, you know, you know, just the ground roots, you know, going out, knocking on doors. Hey, I know I'm running for office in five, six years from now. I can't run until I'm 25 for state rep, but can I at least help out in my community and work my way up to know who my constituents are so they can have a familiar face and know who I am in my community? So that and, um, you know, maybe if I don't win office, I have a law degree. You know, it's always good to have a backup. So. You know, work at a law firm, work at the prosecuting attorney office, the public defender office, start working somewhere in criminal justice. So, yeah, yeah, so I have... Law degree is a backup. It's an amazing (laughs) thing. That's what people... Yeah, so, you know, when people see that law, they're like, oh, yeah, she has experience. She passed the bar exam. She did everything. So... That's that's how I look at, you know, my life. It's always good to have a B plan because you never know where that B plan can take you. That B plan can overlap that A plan. You never know where life can take you. So, you know, I just want to do anything that I can help and serve my people and do right and do justice. So Awesome. And last last question mm-hmm. um, I'll ask. But you mentioned, you know, being a young black woman and uh, how that has played a, a key in your development how important has it been to, you know, have some strong black women that you work with or uh, wow, looked yeah. up to? You have uh, Tracy Nave at the high school. You <laughs> yeah. have Dr. Pruitt Adams, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Moore Real on the school board, Corey Bush. You mentioned her. Yeah. Are there any others? And just just what have you learned 
from these strong women? Right. No, I think it started off in my school, which is our principals, you know, Miss Tracy Nave, you know, a lot of people who helped support me, Miss Liddell, I can say. There's so many names I can name, but, you know, when you, for example, I know you're a male, but, you know, I would literally, like, I came to you all first, like, hey, I want to become this. And one thing about me, I never forget where I come from because it's all a plan. My middle school teacher, when I've competed, um, Mr. Jesse Derber, when I com- um, completed in the um, National History Day and I won first place for doing a Shirley Chisholm, it was a 12-page essay and I was a sophomore, you know, and I learned Chicago-style footnotes. And people were like, what are Chicago-style <laughs> footnotes? Like, he literally sat there with me for hours so I could get this correct. And it, right. it took me like four or five months to do that whole work because it's a lot that comes with those type of Things and I actually won first place out of the whole St. Louis and moved up to state and won a um, Kevin Strickland Prize for state. So you know, I never forget who I come from and when I would present those ideas to Miss Nave. Like she's a strong supporter for me and advocate for me. So she feels that something that I don't need to do or if it's too overbearing for me that I can't see myself, she would implement and say, "Hey, take time out for yourself, precious. You know, you still have a life too. You still need to make sure that you manage your grades too because I don't want these things to overwork you." You. you know, I've had so many people, and like you all, has advocated for me and just supported me and keep continuing to support me. I know even when I graduate from this school. So, you know, I never forget who I come from. But those mentors, again, in my life, it's like it's very important right. because it's like I never know who and when I may need them. You know, so I can be across the country somewhere and be like, hey, I may not know these people down here, but I can call back to St. Louis because I know I have a home and I know I have a place of comfort who I can reach out to. So those mentors are really strong. And I encourage everyone who's listening that you're never too old to have a mentor. Right. You're never too old to have someone that can put you in your place sometimes. <laughs> and it's like... Sometimes you may not want to hear the things that you're going to hear, but it's important to hear those things because, again, you grow through what you go through. And, you know, like, again, never be the smartest person in the room. You know, you need to learn from someone because if you don't know how to learn, then how can you grow? If you know everything, how can you grow? Gotcha. And shout out to Mayor Reggie Jones. I yeah, Mayor Reggie. You and how can, how also. can I forget my own mayor? <laughs> yes, my mayor too. He was the first. He was the first politician I interviewed. It was in um, March of twenty twenty one last year. He was the first politician I interviewed, and I was so nervous. And me and him were stupid. Like I've seen him hundreds and hundreds right. of times, but that was the first politician I interviewed. And Shout out to Mayor Reggie Jones again because literally he was like amazing. He's known my family for over a long time since he got in office. So, yeah, I just wanted to like thank all the ground roots people who helped right, me get to right. where I am. So, yes. So, anything else that you'd like to add? Anything I did not ask or information right. you want to share? If uh, you want people to plug into the Precious Berry <laughs> Network or follow you or yeah. you have a podcast of your own, right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. just to throw this in, I have a podcast on my own called No Adults Allowed Podcast. It's three of us. We're a host. Um, I am like the political activist leader host, so I interview people who's, you know, doing good things in the communities, who's trying to be a voice, you know, who's a voice in their school district and et cetera. And, you know, I got on I got on there actually because um they saw I was like a River Garden um high school student and um they say saw all the work that I do and 
they asked, can I come on? I was like, yeah, of course I can come on. They saw the good work that I was doing in my community and how, like, I would advocate for my school district. I'm a big advocate for my school district because our school district is worth saving. And I just like St. Louis is worth saving, River Garden School District is worth saving. Absolutely. So, again, it's all about that village. It's all about all of us have to be held accountable to help out in our school district because we are one at the end of the day. So... Yeah, I got on the podcast and I introduced myself and they were just so excited that hey, this this person is amazing. This she's a good fit. So, like two three months later, they asked so I can be on the show and we interview young people. It's, it's no adults allowed because it's specifically for young people. You know, those different radio shows that may try to interview high level young people. We try to make sure we include all people from low from low class all the way up to high class. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, yeah, um, thank you all so much, you know, again, for just, thank you for having me on the show, and well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at PreciousBerry, Berry with an A, B-A-R-R-Y-S-T-L, and yeah, thank you for having me. No, thank you, especially <laughs> being the, the first scholar, like you said, student voice is really important, Definitely, uh, and that's something I know our superintendent is really trying to tap into with the student representatives. We have different, uh, you know, forms and groups to allow students to share their voice. Uh, so that's, it was very important for me to talk to you. Yeah, uh, and we're going to talk with some other students as well. Definitely. And so anybody, if you're a student, a scholar at Riverview Gardens, and you would like to be on the Ramley Matters podcast, uh, you can send me an email. You can send it to communications at rgsd. Uh, k12.mo.us uh, and we're working to we're going to talk to some some staff members some community yeah. members some um, community leaders uh, some yeah. of the people that you work with you Definitely. know we hope to bring them in on the show because yeah. Riverview Gardens matters and like yeah. you said it is a there are a lot of great people in the district staff students scholars, um, all, of them. all of the above and yeah. so we want to highlight those and give them an opportunity to share their voice and also to sort of my scholar staff anyone in the district I also encourage you all to like take mental health seriously I can't leave this podcast without saying if you need help, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And we have those support system. We have those resources within our district and outside the district, if you can, to help out, to help you out and to be a voice for you and to give you those resources and necessities that you need. So again, just reach out to any scholar too. If you see a trusted adult around, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to speak to someone. And as we all know, we just witnessed a horrific thing that just happened, a school shooting and, um, that happened last year. And mental health, you know, we're seeing an uprise in mental health. We, we're just trying to be a support. So, again, if anyone needs any type of resources or help, our district will be glad to help you out and give you those resources. And talk to your social worker, your therapist, your teachers, your counselors, your principals. We have amazing supportive principals on our campus and on the school building. So, yeah, I just wanted to implement that in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk, talk to a trusted adult or yes. even a, a trusted friend. Definitely uh, a but friend, you definitely yes. But you want to, to speak to someone yes. when you know situation. So thank you uh, for joining us once again. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will be back soon with another episode of the Ramily Matters Podcast. Yes, bye, guys. This is Strunk. <laughs> Have a great week. Yes, bye.